Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. Uh, it's been a quiet week in 49ers land. I'm not sure we're going to have a huge amount to talk about, but we are back to a full strength podcast team. Uh, we're in need of some sharpening up before the season ahead, so we will struggle on. I'm Gareth Ellis, and yes, the starters are back. It's Lee Gowland. Hey, guys, how are you doing? It's Paul Hope. Feeling pretty good, Gareth. The gang is back together. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he's always our offensive MVP. Who are? It's Naji Karar. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so uh, I think I, I picked up um, vaguely some quarterback news or something that's happened during the week. Um, I'm sure you've got something to say on it. Um, I've got a list here at random. I'm going to start with with Naji. Um, what did you make of a little little bit of news that quietly snuck out during the week? Yeah, Purdy is a pretty good quarterback, isn't he? I think we can. Oh, is that what, is that what we're talking about? I, that's the only yeah. quarterback I talk about. This guy, Purdy. No, the jokes aside. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't see that coming. We recorded the podcast. We uh, talk about how Trey was going to play against the Chargers, and then next thing you know, uh, he's number three, and then <laughs> three days later, he's gone. Uh, yeah, bit of a surprise. Although when you look at it. With insight, it kind of makes sense, I think, to try and get anything from him. Uh, if we, you know, if we're set on what we're doing, which I think we are, uh, yeah, it's, you know, um, I think it's maybe not the best business the Niners have ever done as a franchise in terms of the whole Trey Lance story. Do, do you but, think he was outperformed by Donald in practice? It must have been right. Otherwise. Otherwise, he would have not been number t- number three. Let's go back to what you do. So you've watched the preseason games, the eye test. Yep. The eye test. No, Donald was a lot less. I mean, that you know, Paul said it the best. I think <laughs> Donald was met, and Trey had a bit of upside. Yeah, and that's why I said to, I'd rather have Trey because the ceiling is higher. I think, um, but that's not what a backup QB is supposed to do. I guess you know, backup QB is supposed to just win you enough game for you to wait for your starter to come back to get to the playoffs. That's, you know, um, and Trey maybe had not been able to do that. Um, I think I think the, the, the floor was definitely lower with Trey. The mistakes were still there. And, you know, like I, the, the stats that I found insane, some things like hearing that uh, Richardson from the Colts has thrown a 10, 10 times more pass than he has uh, since you know it's it's ridiculous. Uh, the guy's twenty three, and he just needs to play football. And it wasn't going to happen with us. I think ultimately that's the bottom line. He wasn't going to get better with us because we don't have the time or the space for him. Therefore, just try and get whatever you can. And, and the fourth round, it's better than nothing. You know, we're pretty good at drafting around those rounds. So who knows what that's going to turn into? Um, yeah, it's not ideal, but I think we made the best situation out of it. Uh, and again, we've got this guy. Who cares who's our backup QB? If this guy's healthy, Purdy, that's all. That's all I care for. Lee, leap in. So, was I shocked? No, I, I don't think I was shocked. I don't think he was outperformed by Donald. I'm, I'm really confused by that. When Shanahan's turned around and said over the previous ten days before he was traded that Donald had separated himself from Trey Lance, that's not what I was saying. Um, whenever I've watched Donald, he 
he hasn't really set the world alight. He's always made us feel nervous. He's had a couple of good throws in some of the preseason games. One of them was an absolute peach for a touchdown. Um, but he, he, to me, they haven't really separated each other. Uh, and I'd have preferred to have that potential on the bench rather than Sam Darnold. Now, I understand why he's made the decision. Because we're in a Super Bowl window. This is our last... They might be viewing it as the last season of the Super Bowl window. Because as I've said previously, we are losing stars next season. It's got to happen because of the cap. So I kind of understand why they've made the decision. I'm disappointed it's being made. I don't really think he's had his chance. A lot of people think he has had a chance, but he's had two injuries. He's not injury prone. He broke his finger off somebody's helmet when he was throwing the ball. He, yeah. he can't he can't legislate for that. And, and the other one, he broke his ankle when uh, Shanahan's ran him straight up the gut. And he can't really legislate for that either. So, I mean, there weren't two injuries that were caused because his body was weak. A, a, a little bit like um, Jason Verrett. His injuries were caused yeah. because his body just could not handle professional football. He had all the skill in the world, but unfortunately, he, he just wasn't strong enough. His body wasn't strong enough to handle that. So I think the whole, he's injury prone, argument it is moot it's a moot point he wasn't injury prone it, it just happened it was a coincidence um i don't think he had his chance i think he's going to improve um going to the cowboys is a bit of a strange one because he's not exactly going to unseat um Dak prescott unless jerry gets his way because <laughs> <laughs> we all know who who, who runs that team it, it's jerry jones it's yeah. just like when um al davis was alive he he ran the raiders doesn't matter who was there as head coach. He ran the Raiders. The, the only head coach that's been there while Al Davis was there, who actually had us here, was John Madden. Let's face it. So, I it, mean, it, you got to love the fact that we sent him to Dallas and see them in meltdown. About, oh, that. it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I, I don't know because a, a few people have already mentioned it, and I, I agree with them. I could have rooted for him if he went anywhere else. Well. Oh yeah, no. If I would have, the wrongs, like, absolutely. Yeah, it. I mean, I'm still rooting. I'm still rooting for the guy because he it's not yeah. his fault, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be hard cheering it on if he wins games and stuff. That's so for sure. The, the whole the whole trade starts thinking, how could this have worked out? And I was convinced that the way I was going to go into this, or what I was going to find was, had we had those three picks, we couldn't have afforded to sign some of the players we signed, right? Exactly. So that's what I was saying. Look, we'd have had three, three first round picks on the on the wage bill instead of the one, and I was expecting the um, the difference in cap hit to be huge. It was one and a half million. That's all it was. One and a half million, and we could have had Mika Parsons. We could have had Jalen Phillips opposite Nick Bosa on the edge. Th those are two unbelievable players that we could have had, and we'd only been one and a half million pound dollars worse off so that kind of that kind of struck us a little bit because i thought it was going to go the opposite way and i thought it was going to be an argument for why it was a good trade but i still think it was a good trade to go for lance because of the reasoning that both kyle and john gave they thought over the next two or three years they wouldn't have been in a position to move up that high in the draft and take a quarterback and they were right we haven't been in that position we've effectively given away two uh, number 29 picks there's no way we could have moved up from 29 into the top three like that. So I, even though it hasn't worked out, I think the fact they went for it, they had the balls to go for it, I like that. Yeah, it didn't Well, also, 
you know, like insight is everything, right? It's easy to say, oh, we shouldn't have done it. But yeah, it, it was three years ago. On, on that day, no one was unhappy with that trade. We were all very happy to go up. Do, do, you, not think that's because, do you not think that was because everybody was anticipating uh, McCorkle Jones? Yeah, no, was there, was, there was that too, yes. But like, we were happy to pick him, right? That's ultimately just revert yourself back to how you were feeling at that time. And we were all super ecstatic to get either him or uh, Fields, you know, and yeah. we got him and we were happy. The, like saying now that he was a bad trade is just easy, isn't it? Of course, yeah. of course he was a bad trade. If <laughs> we did players not on that team anymore, but he didn't know that then. And we just Co struck correct. gold with Purdy. You know, so it's one so of it, was a, it was a bad trade, but it was the correct inside, decision yeah. to make. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how yeah. I would phrase it. It was a bad trade because it hasn't worked out. But it was the right thing to do at the time. We, yeah, absolutely. Like like John Lynch says, he took the shot. He took the shot. Took and shot. Didn't work out. Yeah, I'd rather he takes these shots than not, mm -hmm. because one of these shots will will work out one day if he's still here. <laughs> who who <laughs> yeah. knows? Who who knows what's going to happen after this? I season. mean, like the likelihood of us picking up anyone else for those three years and those players be good is a crapshoot too. Anyway, we picked mm. Solomon Thomas number three. Is you know barely starting in this league. Uh, Kinlo can maybe be seen. You know, like there's hundreds of names that have been picked in the first round that are not in this league anymore. It, yeah, we could have picked my homes one year. We didn't. You know, it's one of those. you can't think like this. Yeah. Otherwise, one, everything you do is bad. What What makes us laugh when you, when you see some of these people on Twitter who, who've had a complete meltdown? What's what it called? It'll always, not, yeah, It'll always yeah, be yeah. Twitter, Nadji. It'll always be Twitter. You're right. I, I stand with Paul there. It's always going to be Twitter. I, I think it's funny when you see some of these 49er fans who who have had a right meltdown about the fact <laughs> yeah. that we give up three first-round picks as though John Lynch had gone into the home, gone through the wallet, took all the money out, and then went and gave it away <laughs> with these three first-round picks. It's like get over yourself. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really make that much difference. We, we could have had somebody that could have played with us for the next fifteen to twenty years at a very, very high level. It just didn't work. I think it's been made worse because the Dolphins flipped the picks. That's the stick I get beat with by non Forty Niners fans. The mm. fact that you know they got Tyreek Hill, they got Chubb, and you see the graphic. But my thoughts on it, Gareth, was one. The Niners broke the news far too late. I'd had a nice, quiet Friday night. I was just getting ready <laughs> to go to bed. How dare the they? Tracy, I'm locking up. And I saw the first tweet from Rappaport. And this is how PTSD we all are as Niners fans. I double-checked it three times before I even shared it with you chaps because I thought it was fake. And when I saw Trade to the Cowboys, I thought, that is a great Photoshop. But then Adam Schefter shared the report. Then Breezy shared the report. Then Jackman shared the report. And I thought, I ain't going to bed anytime soon. And then I saw something on Twitterly, which was, are we getting multiple picks? Are we getting a player? And then the news broke, it's a fourth-round pick. And when you look at the salary cap savings, like you said, and you're right, though, we were transported back to the Zoom room when you mouthed Mac Jones yeah. and Nadji nearly had a heart attack. And then it was Ray <laughs> Lance. And, and you're right, Gareth, we recorded a pod last Wednesday at 5.30, and me and Nadji spoke for an hour about how bad Sam Darnold was, how great Trey Lance was. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm searching the room for bugs, Nadji, because John and Kyle didn't even let the recording get called, and they were like, 
yeah, we're making Sam Darnold QB too. And when you look at the stats, Lee, in pre-season, the one about Darnold separated himself. Got the stats, yeah. He had 33 pass attempts just pre-season. He completed 22 of them. Now, yes, 11 were incompletions, which PFF considered drops. But he didn't, like we said last week, his performance was a bit meh. He's not better than Jimmy G. You look at our quarterback room this time last year, and if you thought us forward, fast forward, and we would have a roster without Jimmy, without Trey, and we were going to be talking about Sam Darnold as QB2. But, yeah, uh, it, it's strange seeing Trey with number 15. I've seen the first footage today with him with the Cowboys hat on and the Cowboys hoodies. And my good friend Chris has sent me a few cheeky uh, texts already, Lee. Week five. The script is written by the NFL, isn't it? Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy, week five. <laughs> I think we said it last week, Gareth. I'm not overly worried about the draft picks, but I'm glad you're here, Lee, because last week there was a cheeky rumour that you had inside information, and that's why you stepped away from the pod. But we give <laughs> a full hour talk, and then the broken news. I mean, all jokes aside, it's good to have all four back, but no, I did not think for a moment, Gareth, we would be trading Trey Lance. You know, it's funny you should say that because the day that um, Kyle Shanahan announced that uh, Sam Darnold was going to be the backup, that morning I almost tweeted to say, within the next three days, Sam Darnold's going to be named as the backup. And I didn't bother because I thought, no, I'm going to get absolutely shot down here. Mm. Yeah. You got anything else to add, Gareth? Oh. I think, yeah, There's there's been a, a lot was, of meltdown. It was your boy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, he was he was my choice. I think Lee covered it back in twenty one. We or John and Carl had a decision to make: do we stick with Jimmy, which means we're going to have to pay him, or do we try and find a free agent quarterback, which means we'll have to pay them and probably lose some of our stars to accommodate them, or we try and find something in the draft. So that's I think that was the right decision to go for the draft. I think, uh, as as Lee said, we had pick 12. It's a bit no man's land. We could have sat and see how the draft played out, but then you risk not having a quarterback. And I think we looked at the rest of our team and we looked at the salary cap space and thought, what we need is a quarterback. We don't need to be taking a lot of other pieces. We found them all. We found them all in the late rounds. We're, we're chock full of late round players who play like a top first round draft pick. So I think it was a calculated risk that we could do with a cap relief and we didn't need the players. We needed a quarterback. So I think moving up was the right decision. I, Regardless of how Justin Fields pans out, I still think Trey Lance at the time was the right decision because if you've invested all that, swing big. Go for the guy with the, top, with the high ceiling because you've got no guarantee which one of them is going to work out. So why not go for the guy who looks like he could be, he could be the best? And I think ever since then, most stuff has been out of uh, John and, and Kyle's control. It's been that series of injuries. It's been the ghost of Jimmy hanging around. It's been Trey Lance gets to play one game, week one against the Bears, and it turns into a monsoon that no one can play quarterback in. And then he breaks his foot. He's he's just had barrier and bad luck every step of the way. And you compare that to the journey Brock Purdy's had, possibly going undrafted, gets snagged in the last pick. He's going to sit on the depth chart, but suddenly the quarterbacks in front of him break down and he's thrust in as the starter and, and fair play to him. He's he's excelled uh, and taken his chance being in that position. And it's that decision. It's a decision to draft Brock Purdy, which makes the Trey Lance trade look bad. 
is because we invested mm. all of this to develop a quarterback and then suddenly went, oh, we found one who's better. And and that's, yeah. I think, the team have cut their losses. And I think you can judge, it's a results league. You judge it by the result of where we are on the eve of the season. And what we wanted was a Super Bowl-ready team, chock full of starters, and a good or very good quarterback on a cost control contract. We've got exactly what we wanted, just not the route we thought it might be. So um, I'm glad it's all done. I I don't feel it's been dealt with badly. I think it's an unfortunate situation. But I think if uh, if Trey wanted to leave, then we we should honour that and say we're not going to stunt your development and sit you on the on the practice squad or QB three because that's not going to include improve your trade value and it's not going to do anything for you personally um and there's clearly nothing wrong with i think his attitude or his professionalism he's just compare his route and purdy for purdy's everything's just parted and opened up for this route for him to get a chance and take it whereas trey's just had the opposite and and that's the game and it's outside people's control um and i'm glad it's over we've got a qb1 i'm glad trey has got somewhere that he can go I, I agree. It's a shame I can't really root for a cowboy, but uh, if if that's what's offered, the fourth round pick doesn't look good compared to three first rounders. But compared to what we might have got, he looks all right. And of course, you know Dallas's pick will be top ten. So <laughs> true, true. I made a joke last week, Lee, that Sam Darnold was. Carl Shanahan's perfect QB, and I, it's just hard yeah. me that he's heard, he's mm. listened. Yep. Um, I've seen some so people trying to justify it by saying Darnold would be a better fit for the practice squad scouting job, you know, as the season goes on. And like you said, Gareth, I think a lot of people who got upset who bought merchandise, who bought jerseys, which I understand I came close a couple of times to pulling the trigger on a number five. But if he has to leave, and like you said, Najee, if the team mm. have got an offer, and it kind of it rips the band-aid off, the distraction's gone. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that we didn't do a pod at the time. I know we tried to get a pod on Saturday, then Sunday. Me and Nick went live on Tuesday and we discussed it a little bit. But I'm glad we've kind of had a couple of days before we put our thoughts out there because it's kind of mm. all died down a little bit. And like you said, yeah. we've got roster cut-down day to talk about and 97 and the meet-up. And we've got lots to occupy as Gareth. I think so, and I think we we can put the quarterback talk to uh to bed at least for a few weeks. Um, I think it's a good time to do it. We've got a little bit of time for, to let the dust settle, uh, and the team can focus on on Pittsburgh in a in a couple of weeks. So roster cuts the uh, the roster is set in stone, and by that I mean liable to change rapidly in the next twenty four hours as players bounce around between the roster, injury reserve, and possibly the practice squad. Uh, I think the first place to start, really, any surprises on players that made the roster? Anyone catch your eye and thinking it's a surprise? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I was actually surprised that Oliver made the uh, mm, the roster. That's my name. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I thought he was shocking. Absolutely <laughs> shocking. Um, for, for what we paid for him, coming in as the, the number one nickel in free agency, he just I don't know. He, he looked make a absolutely, yeah. He, yeah. he was really, really bad. Um, so it, it's given us a little bit of a headache, or given Kyle and uh, John a little bit of a headache there. 
Um, there's talk of Diomedola Nor moving inside to uh, the nickel slot where, when we have a nickel on the field. Um, he's still going to be the starting corner opposite Ward. But then when Lenore moves in, then it's either going to be Ambry Thomas or it's going to be Sammy Womack that goes to the outside. I mean, it, it looks as though Oliver has kind of been relegated to um, a, a third stringer at the moment. He's only going to come in if there's somebody who, if there's nobody else who can actually play a nickel. That's how bad he's looked. And that's why I was quite surprised. I mean, I'd rather have kept uh, Jameson. Because Jameson, mm. I think, is a huge loss. And cheaper. And cheaper. Much cheaper. Yeah. That is a great but <laughs> Any surprises, Luigi? Or Paul? Uh, no, talk, no on go on, Paul. All I was going to say on that topic about the cornerback was, Lee, I was surprised like you until I heard Wilkes, like you've just said about the plan to use different players and different coverages. And I think the fact that we were all high on Oliver because he's a veteran, and I think the team was surprised at how we struggled. And I think what the banking on is in-game, in-season. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's not here long-term. And I'm smiling because your boy Womack was on the bubble, Lee. So he's, mm. he's made it in there. Um, and oh, Ambry Thomas so, so... didn't see the field last year. So a lot of people had him on as a roster cut. But again, credit where credit's due. He's, he's, buck, he's buckled down. He's, he's played well. But it will be interesting to see whether they're going to kind of substitute these players in and out because I think the plan is to play Oliver against the bigger receivers and the tight ends that's what they've brought him in for from right. what Wilkes has said um, and like you said it'll just be interesting but I think we're all shocked that Oliver's still on the roster so I've got to say I was a little bit concerned about Womack but when I mentioned it to a few other different people a few of the content creators they all turned around straight away and he says there's absolutely no way he's on the bubble he's pretty much as good as a lock for the team um, the, they've all been very impressed with the way he's played. Yeah, he should have had a pick six and he didn't do it because he, he just wasn't concentrating. But for, from every what everybody else has said, Sammy Womack was pretty much a lock. Um, so I, I think I was a little bit concerned purely because of the way that Daryl Luter looked in OTAs before uh, summer training camp and the way Jameson was looking. I thought both of those looked uh, quite good. Contrast night, I, I was absolutely gobsmacked we didn't keep him because I thought he's been excellent so th there was a lot of competition we've gone from a, a weak a weak position group to having a very strong position group albeit a young inexperienced position group and, and that's why I kind of thought well I wonder if Sammy's going to be on the uh, the bubble but no mm. from all accounts he, he was pretty much nailed on to, to make the 53 and, and obviously I'm over the he has a special teams uh, play as well yeah. last year. You yeah. can't underestimate that. But I know we had a and this year. fun uh, And now I'm just waiting for him to go back to 26 instead of zero. <laughs> no, not happening. No, no it's not. <laughs> um, I was a bit surprised on the linebacker. Uh, more who we let go than who we kept. Um, I wasn't sure we were going to keep uh, pretty much all of our rookies, essentially, uh, across the board. Uh, but especially at the linebacker group, I didn't think the winters are the show making it, considering the amount of snap that he played uh, compared to other players. Um, but I'm quite happy about it. I think his ceiling is quite high. Uh, I'm eager to see what he can do with some practice and mentoring and, and all that. So I'm glad. I think it might be one of those cases where we had to keep him, otherwise he would have been snatched by somebody else. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was quite surprised that we did keep him and, and Graham over... 
people that we cut, uh, McCrary Ball being the, the big name that I was the most surprised we cut. Because uh, especially more more because of last year and obviously ties with the show because Nick met him and he's invested and, and all that. <laughs> uh, it's a shame to, to see that happening. Uh, apart from that, um, not really, you know, not really who we kept. Um, I will say I'm surprised that we kept Elijah Mitchell and TDP. I thought one of those two might be a casualty. Um, purely Elijah Mitchell, purely because he just can't stay healthy. I know he's back healthy now, but how long is that going to stay? And and I just thought TDP might, if we keep in Elijah, TDP might go. Um, because, you know, we have CMC and Jordan Mason clearly in 1-2, 1-3. I'm not quite sure of the Mitchell. Uh, and I'm not sure we need a TDP, especially if we wanted to keep uh, Costello, which we did in uh, all that kind of like interwoving scenario. But yeah, just I thought one of those two names could be a, a surprise cut, maybe, uh, you know, when it all comes down to it. But it didn't happen. So um, I'm not saying I'm not happy that they're both here. I'm just saying I'm surprised. Oh, we, we, we tend to need four running backs by about week three by previous years. Yeah, so. but you can always pick up one, you know, stash him on a prize. We had like eight or nine on the, on the 90. So uh, McNichols was, could have been serviceable number four, couldn't he? So I just thought maybe, I don't know. I think with Go the on. linebackers, Nadji, I think the team were hoping someone was going to come in, um, possibly for Flanagan Fowles, but... I've just read my notes there. I saw an interesting comparison between Graham and Winters. They reckon that um, Graham could become Warner's understudy and uh, Winter mm. could become Greenlaw's understudy. And they've said they're a miniature version of Warner and Greenlaw. And as soon as I saw that, I was smiling. And you've got to look at roster cut down there. The team have to decide which players can they sneak through. And I think McCrary Ball, last time I checked, he hasn't been claimed by anybody get him on the practice squad and like you said Nadji it's quite interesting we've kept all the rookies I wasn't expecting mm. that if I'm being honest I know we've put the two on season ending IR again I wasn't surprised the boss are signing because it allowed us to keep that extra player so I'm hoping the boss are signing is going to come through but the fact that we've kept all the rookies is interesting Jordan Mason apparently is carrying a knock at the moment sprained ankle that could have something to do with keeping TDP around and he did have a better camp I know Possibly. he's not great at blocking but again, he's one of those players that credit where credit due. And Kyle Shanahan loves a running back or two. I saw I've been told, Gareth. So I've been told. He, he does. I I was a little surprised at Braden Willis, uh, yeah, making the uh, making the roster, and it made me think whether we didn't see a lot of him in the preseason games, and I wonder if that's the sort of keeping keeping somebody hidden, um, yeah. somebody who's already won you over in, in their understanding of the offence and, and certainly in tight end position, their ability to block. Um, maybe he proved enough and won his roster spot and said, we're just going to keep you hidden. Um, and it was Latu who who obviously uh, made, made a few catches, um, but he's now, he's now done for the season, sadly. Uh, and I do wonder if that's kind of saved him a little bit, maybe. I'm not sure where we'd have accommodated room for him other than, other than in the practice squad. It's interesting yeah, you say that because I, I did. I, I'm trying to think who it was that I heard say pretty much the same thing. That Kyle is very, very guarded with the rookies. He'll only show people what they need to see or what he wants them to see. If, mm-hmm. Using your words, Gary, if he thinks they're good enough, he won't play them that much in preseason because he doesn't want to put too much tape mm-hmm. out on there just in case 
he has to waive them and then bring them back on the practice squad. So that that could be the case. The fact that he's on the fifty three and he hasn't played very much, I think that speaks volumes. I mm-hmm. think that speaks yeah, volumes to what what he thinks of him. Um, and to be honest, when we took both tight ends, Cameron Latu was a bit of a surprise to us. Braden Willis wasn't. I, I yeah. thought Braden Willis was a good pickup, especially where we picked him up. Um, I thought he could have been a little bit higher than that. Whereas Latu, I thought was going to be quite a <laughs> quite a bit lower than that. And I kind of get the feeling that if it wasn't for um, tight end you and um, Latu going over to that with with Kittle, then potentially he wouldn't have been one of our pickups. True. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised too. Uh, I, that's the risk of not being able to go to practice and just basing your you know your knowledge on free preseason games. Unfortunately, it doesn't really give you the whole story at all. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see when the season starts. Uh, and I, I, I imagine you'll be the the health one of the healthy scratches out of the fifty three for certainly the beginning part of the season. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe than, I'm wrong. More than likely. More than likely, I'm glad Dwelly made it. I think I know. I know Lee wanted him gone, but well, no, I, I, I didn't want him gone. But I thought his, um, I thought his roster spot was at um, risk because of Latu and um, Braden Willis. But like I said, I mean, Latu had a really stinking start to to preseason. Too many drops, he did, yeah. but he did come on towards the end, and he was making some big players. He was keeping hold of the ball, and he actually did look like a decent tight end. Which is why I think a combination of the injury and the fact he did pick up towards the end of uh, preseason that has saved him, um, and that's kind of what I was expecting at the start of preseason. I, I thought both Willis and Latu were going to be in there and they're going to take over from well Dwelly because Dwelly had kind of slipped behind Warner on the death chart. Yeah. Um, but as it happens, I mean, we we carry four tight ends. We have done for a while now because mm-hmm. we play a lot of two tight end sets. So there was always going to be at least three, more than likely four of them kept. And we don't have Dante Johnson, so Ross Dwelly's <laughs> got a role in the team. I know Nadji shared that nugget in the group chat, so that's yeah. who Ross Dwelly's replaced in my eyes, Dante did, Johnson. Did, didn't Dante it's, Johnson it's bleak, retire? Bleak roster. He might have though, done, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he might have done. That's the only reason he wouldn't be on the team. Otherwise, he'll just re-sign as soon as he comes out of retirement, for sure. <laughs> I'm a little Maybe bit he's still there. They've just forgotten. He's he's been there for so long. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's permanent. Yeah. Permanent be around. <laughs> yeah. We um. You were going to say offense. something, Paul? Yeah, offensive line. I'm really surprised we let Manning go to waivers. Yeah. Um, my yeah. boy Nick was I'm high on Manning. Brad Graham I'm was surprised. high on him. Um, I'm not an offensive lineman expert, and you going off what I seen. I knew he wouldn't make it through though when I saw that he wasn't in the 53-man roster. I'm just surprised the Cardinals claimed two of the ones we let go. Mm. Um, but again... Just want tapes on our D-line. That's what they want. <laughs> they don't care about the players. <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, the Cardinals are a bit of a shower at the moment, so any players mm, yeah. they pick up is bound to be better than what they've already got. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that says a lot about our, our roster. Yeah, and It says a lot about the building, that the players we reject get snapped up elsewhere and I think partly that's that's obviously on the on the players and the and the quality of the players we've put together. But I think it also reflects on the team. I think people know that if you've if you've done a good preseason with the Niners, you're probably worth having a look at. So 
uh, you know, it's it's no surprise to me that some of these players do get get picked where there's roster spots available on other on other teams. And, and interestingly, we we don't and haven't tended to pick up that many players off waivers. I know we're way down the waiver wire list, um, but I think that's something so as well. We, we didn't actually submit a single claim. Yeah, we didn't submit. Or we picked our yeah. cornerback from Green Bay. After waivers, we didn't. Yeah, submit after waivers. waivers. After waivers, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, so we didn't yeah. claim waivers. I mean, right, okay. Jordan Willis has just been released by the Raiders. There, I, I'd pick him up as a heartbeat because I think he's an excellent player to, yeah. to have in depth. However, who would we get rid of? I'm going to say we're waiting. That's, to I mean, speak, speaking D line, I was quite surprised that we kept Kalia Davis. He, you know, I know he was he's been injured for a while, but. He must have shown quite a bit of practice to to, to stick on over Haider, who's been in this you know hmm. system twice and knows it. And we we did cut carry Haider. That's what and happens Gil. when you go and play for the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you go play for the Seahawks. Traitor. Um, <laughs> but um, I just think you know he wasn't as good last year, and uh, he probably paid the price for that. Um, but I'm excited to see Carly Davis. See if he can actually live up to the potential because when we drafted in they had a lot of potential before he had really really bad injury problem for the last two years um so yeah it's, it's exciting that he's made a 53 well brian and hydra are coming back aren't they because his vested veteran that's what they say yeah but they didn't have to go through we'll waivers so yeah i, I they hadn't signed agent when we've that. recorded but looking at what i've seen before we've gone live it says that there's already a deal in place for both of them and i think it's to do with the wide receivers which I know we'll get to, Gareth, there's a couple of injuries on there. But like you said, Lee, mm-hmm. all these players that have released, yeah, we can go and claim them, but we can only keep 53. So who would you get rid of? Um, and obviously stealing the thunder of the chaps. I've got my number 10 hung up, Lee. The less trained, I'll say, to Jimmy G, Jersey. Ronnie Bell made the roster. It's Ronnie Bell, Jersey. Seventh round pick. I, I mean, <laughs> we were high on him on this show. Um, I know the likes of Breezy have been high on him, but it's great to see him coming as a seventh round pick and make the roster. And I think Shanahan has added another Yak Boy, a mini Debo, from what I've heard. It's a new it's a new John Jennings, isn't it, essentially, almost. Yeah. We we drafted him in seventh, I think, as well. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So I mean I think that's really good timing that uh we have managed to pick up somebody like Ronnie Bell because he, he has he's been absolutely electric in preseason. And uh hopefully he'll help the team get through to uh, winning that six suit ball trophy this season so that oh, yeah. Debo can be so that Debo Debo can eventually be traded with a ring next off season mm. look at you well, coming in coming back and upsetting people <laughs> they've uh, started calling him Diet Debo I think <laughs> you do know yeah. there's a number of the fearful naming their dogs after Debo Samuel so there'll be a yeah. lot of upset yeah. people if Debo Samuel gets traded it's very true very true <laughs> So I'm just going to put it out there. I do not offer any uh, jersey assurance, okay? So, so when yeah. we do get rid of Debo, when we do trade him in the off season, it's not my fault. <laughs> so with the, with all the roster cuts uh, done, or still a few juggling bits to do, what, what do you think is our uh, weakest unit? Hmm. Special teams, because we don't have a kicker. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, that's a very good point. We didn't talk yeah. kicker at all. We haven't. And that's... It's very concerning, isn't it? Um, I think there's, there's not much to say at the moment other than we don't I have mean, one. <laughs> yeah. Do you not think there's an why expectation Why are we not signing there? Robbie Gould? I don't, I don't understand why we're not signing Robbie Gould. Unless he's just going to retire. 
and he just doesn't want to play. I don't. I, what? I don't understand what's going on. See, Unless he wants too much money. I, I think it's it's just far too strange that Robbie Gold was never picked up this yeah. off season. I think it's very strange. He's going to retire, isn't it? No, no, I, 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 I don't know. See, the um, the, the cons- conspiracy theorist in me thinks that maybe he had a deal with Kyle and John and they were saying, look, we're going to take Jake Moody. We're going to need somebody after next year to take over from you. We can't afford to have you on the roster at the moment. We'll t- pick up Jake Moody. Once we get to the start of the season, we'll bring you in, put him on IO. Well, I'm not worried about mm. week three, chaps, because Mr. Gowland will be in the stands. So just take your boots, Lee, because you, you may be needed <laughs> to kick some field goals. But, I mean, I, I joke aside, I'm worried about the kicker to a degree. Moody wasn't getting cut. But I think they'll just bring someone in. But that's interesting about gold. Maybe there is... A backhander deal there, Lee, who, who knows? Yeah, but there's a lot of talk. Strange. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, why yeah. would nobody pick up? I mean, look look at all the kickers that have been picked up and traded. I know. And we were thinking about with Gonzalez, weren't we? We were hoping to flip Gonzalez yeah. for a late round pick and then to get two injured on the last preseason yeah. game is crazy. Yeah, there's, there's just something off there. There's something not I, right. I think it's, you know, he always said he wanted to leave and go back to his family. I think he's either prepared to basically say, give me a lot of money to go somewhere yeah. else, or I'll hang around and find if there's somewhere within a few hours of my home who suddenly need a kicker mid-season. See, I, I don't know, because he has actually come out and said he wanted to return. Mm. Mm. We shall see, I think, time will tell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one. Has anybody got Jimmy G's phone number? Because I'm sure he would tell us. Because he's dishing all the dirt at the moment, isn't he? I know, isn't he just? I mean, can't can't he just wait until his season, season, his career is over and he decides to actually tell us what happened and what he meant by those comments, the the weird situation? He was asked a question. He answered it to the best of his knowledge. Yeah. I think this this off-season has been the first off-season when we've started to get little snippets coming out from the way the teams run and potentially some discord there. Yeah, I, think I mean... You can't keep everyone happy. And, um, no, you can't. Exactly let's face it, if you, if you think yeah. San Francisco is weird, wait until he, he sees what the Raiders are like. How the Raiders <laughs> are operated, yeah. yeah. And somebody made a very good point. Why listen to Jimmy G? He was replaced, exactly. he was replaced by a rookie who was then being replaced by another rookie. <laughs> yeah, and, and the two people making the noise are two quarterbacks that have been basically pushed out i mean it's kyle's seventh year when i was preparing for tonight and when you think back to when kyle took over brian Hoyer, lane gabbett and let's face it kyle hasn't been shy with what he's wanted at quarterback and we're sat here chaps we're a super bowl contender you asked the question gareth how am i feeling we've got a loaded roster i think we've got the best team in Mm -hmm. nfc west we haven't got the depth that we had last year but our starters our offense we've got a settled quarterback room dare i say it all Kyle and John said when they took over was, we'll turn this team into contenders. One Super Bowl appearance, two NFC Championship games. We're there or thereabouts this season already. Pundits are talking about us being results. up there. So what, I'm smiling because what more do you want at this stage of the NFL season? Apart from Nick Boss, that'd be signed. <laughs> no, that would be nice. That would be nice. I have some uh, concern about the, the O-line. I think that might well be our weakest unit. Um, starters, not not so bothered about, oh, yeah. but 
as soon as we go down into the depth, no one really excelled, I think, in, in pre-season. I think there would be some concern there if we if we lost one of the starters for the season. Um, we've adapted to it before, but I think out of our roster, I think the O-line is is the one that I would point to as as being the uh, the le- least strong. I think maybe weakest is not looking at it the right way, but I just think all of our other units are so strong. Yeah, um, yeah, I would tend to agree. It's a bit, although Jalen Moore and Matt Pryor did do pretty well in bits last year and the year before. Um, I mean, you know, when you lose your starter, it's never ideal, no matter what position. Uh, corner is a bit worrying. You know, if if we were to lose one uh, or, or even two, then it's really bad. You know, um, but uh, we can't. You can't think like this. We're just. Um, and the um, we'll see when the season starts and injury starts piling up. Then that's that'll be the weakest, <laughs> the weakest unit. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. And um, what about the um, the strongest unit? We've always set out a D line. Do you think D line is still the strongest unit group? Um, mm. I would say wide receiver. It's pretty stark. If you look at it, you could easily, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind having Ronnie Bell starting, you know, after what he's shown, and you know, Debo Ayuk, Jamon Jennings, Ronnie Bell, pretty stacked. I think they're all good and do things differently. Um, it's not very deep, but it's pretty stacked. I do think the D line is still a strength, Gareth. The fact that we've added Hargrave as well when Boss is back, but like you said, Najee, it's nice to be sat here talking about the wide receivers. Um, dare we say it, Brock Purdy looked impressive against the Chargers. For someone that a couple of months ago, all the content creators were talking, you know, Tommy John, he was going to be out for 12 months. He was executing that offence. Um, the breakdowns that I've seen from Baldy in the QB school on Twitter, they just he operates the offence better than any QB Kyle has had, and that fills mm. me with excitement. I'm not saying he's elite. I'm not saying I'm a Purdy hater either. What I'm saying is I'm excited for what I've seen. How dare you. And let's face it, he gets that ball out quick. And like you said, Nadji, he's got a fired-up Debo Samuel. That looks better. CMC hasn't played in pre-season. So as a Niners fan, Gareth, you've got to be excited. But I would say the D-line's still slightly ahead of the receivers, but there's not much in it if I'm being a betting man. I think I'm going to agree <laughs> with Nadji. No, I think Ooh. I'm going to agree with Nadji. I think, look, Careful. Look, doesn't happen often. Doesn't yeah. happen often. <laughs> I, I think a wide receiver, when you look at the the quality of uh, both starters and the, the second strings, it is looking quite tasty there. It's looking quite good. Mm. Yeah, the D line's okay. Uh, obviously, the starters the starters are really good. Yeah. Um, I think big still, unknowns on Kinlaw and all that, isn't uh, it? Yeah, I think there's still a question mark on the opposite end to Nick Porter as well. Uh, and obviously Nick Porter hasn't signed at the moment, so mm-hmm. technically, yeah. technically we've turned a big hit there. Um, I, I, I might throw a, throw a little spanner in the works there and say I, I think the, the linebacker room is looking really strong this season. I'm really excited about that. Um, obviously, I thought DFF might have been traded um, yesterday, but he hasn't. So, I mean, he's obviously going to be the starter with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. But I'm really excited to see Jill and Graham. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you can, yeah, can remember uh, the last famous uh, Purdue linebacker we had? No. 
No, Keener Turner. I didn't even know he was from Purdue. Keener Turner. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying he was the. I'm not, I'm not saying he was the last linebacker from Purdue. The last really good linebacker from Purdue. Yeah, yeah. And everything Fair I've seen enough. from Jill and Grimm, I, I can't believe we got him where we did get him as a free agent, uh, undrafted free yeah. agent. So yeah, I think that's that's looking quite good. D Winders, I think he had a slow start to camp again, a little bit like uh, Cameron Latu, but I think he came on and he started to look good. Um, I think he was just getting up to speed. We've got Oren Burks there, who, who, when he came in, he played really well. So I'm quite happy with the linebacker core now. I was really disappointed that we didn't keep all of uh, Marcelino or McCreary ball because I, I think he looks absolutely built like a brick shit house. He is huge, that guy. <laughs> he he reminds me of the kind of build that uh, Patrick Willis had. Um, he, yeah. I, I think he'd be good against the run. Yeah, I think we've got. An embarrassment of witches. I mean, I, I would struggle. I think D-line is obviously a strength. Linebackers look good. I actually think out of the rest of the league, we've probably got one of the best tight end groups um, for what that's sure. worth. I think our running backs, if Mitchell can stay healthy, um, that's got to be one of one of the top top rooms uh, in the league as well. Wide receiver, I, I don't disagree. I think the quarterback room is good and, and possibly all in all, maybe the best that we've had. Um, I do think that there was part of keeping Darnold around was to have a little bit more of experience behind uh, uh, Brock Purdy. You know, he he throws an interception, trudges off the pitch. Somebody there who who can actually give him advice rather than than Trey asking what what, what happened. Um, Mm. So I, I do think that Darnold is better suited to the backup role even if I would agree that Trey has probably got the highest ceiling, but um, he's a, he's a cowboy now. So he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still shocked. I'm still shocked that Lee didn't say the cornerback room was our strength. Mm. Sammy, he didn't mean it. It just wants that zero Jersey put in the post. If you're listening and then I'll will be. See, I, 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 honestly, I, I do like the cornerback room now. Yeah. I mean, we, we've actually getting rid of a really good, well, getting rid we've had to let the really good player go because we're that good but I mean the, the thing that did it for me from the cornerback room that didn't make him, them the strongest one is Isaiah Oliver mm, this, yeah yeah he's got to do a lot of work to win me over now yeah, yeah. big test week one yeah obviously. yeah so the roster is done apart from one noticeable absence in uh, in Nick Bosa uh, it's about third or fourth show now. We've talked about no news. Um, I hear rumours no is going to be imminent. Yeah, and... no news is good news, isn't it? Yeah, like, it, it's the quietest holdout I've ever seen. Usually, and uh, people are freaking out. But his brother did exactly the same. Mm. He was always going to hold out until he got exactly what he wanted. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was all a ploy to get an extra man on a fifty-three anyway. Um, and just take our time. There's no, there's no rush. As long as Clark's, he plays week one, Clark's still holding out for the Chiefs. It's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. you're right. I think it's been quiet. He's not uh, scrubbed the team from his Instagram or exactly. other slightly petulant stuff. That uh, yeah, and he's he hasn't uh, a he picture on the boat and showing himself not doing any work. He'll be ready. It'll be fully. His contract's probably already signed, and it's just they're just waiting to announce it. 
you know, officially. I mean, um, so not worried. I'll be worried if he doesn't show up for practice next week, though. I'll, I'll tell you that. So interestingly, the same the same content creators who who months ago were, were basically saying, well, you know what, Nick Poster doesn't really need to uh, practice during preseason because he's the type of player that is just ready to go at the start of the season. And now the same people who are saying, well, he better get signed tomorrow because he needs to start practicing before the season begins. <laughs> Otherwise, he's not going to be ready. I mean, you can't have it both ways. I think yeah. he'll be ready. I, I, I think he's practicing yeah, he's, every day with his own guys. Yeah. He probably is, yeah. yeah, with his brother in his house, whatever. Like anything, you just have to pick the right content creators. I can steer you through those murky waters. But what I will say, Gareth, <laughs> to those people panicking, TJ Watt held out for the Steelers. I think he signed the 9th or 10th of September back in 2021. There was a lot of talk. He wouldn't hit the ground running led the league in sacks that year. And like mm. you've all said, I, I'm not worried at the moment. I think it was just a ploy to the league rules, get an extra man on last night. I think as well, Nadji, there's a bit of ego where you all want to be the highest paid. So I think once yeah. the Jones deal breaks, then the Borsa deal breaks, I think it's just a case of, and like you said, anyone who knows the Borsa family, his brother did it, his dad was in the NFL, and there's been none of this petulant behaviour, like you said, Gareth. And I'm plugged in. I have had my summer break, but I've been checking social media. The The most controversial post he's put was he was at his agent's office in New York. And that sent a lot of people into Meltdown Lake. But yeah. once the news is announced, I mean, we had it on our own Facebook group last night. A member being to a Leeds United game, put on what he'd heard at the stadium. And crikey, my phone didn't stop lighting up. I think there's about 3,000 people seeing that post in 10 minutes because we're all yeah. kind of plugged in now. The quarterback's done. The kicker news is old because we've, we've signed Moody, but I'm not worried, Gareth. I think we're going to sign him. just a matter of um, when and not if. I agree. I'm I'm still still not concerned. Um, I hope that's not <laughs> going to come back and bite me in a way that I, I thought uh, uh, Lance was, was shooing for QB2, but there we go. Uh, so with the roster set, uh, we can look forward to the season. Uh, Goldmine game, Lee, um, some updates trickling out. I, I had to bludgeon my way through a rather crude update on the last show when you were still holding out for your contract. So uh, now's, <laughs> now's the time to shine and earn it. Yeah, so obviously the Goldmine game is uh, now set in stone. It's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on November the 19th. Um, at the moment, we've got 30 confirmed. Um, a lot of people have already booked flights and hotel. So the hotel that uh, the vast majority of us are staying in is the Ruby Plaza down at Fisherman's Wharf. Um, I think there's going to be about 14 to 16 people on the same flight as myself on the Friday morning. Um, so we fly out of Heathrow at 5 past 11, get into San Francisco at quarter past 2. Um, yourself, Gareth, you're going out at uh, 5 past 1. And uh, Matt Johnson is going out at 20 past 9. So there's going to be quite a group of us there. There's a few going out on the Thursday as well. Um, so hopefully by the time you get in there, Gareth, you may be the last person out of all of them to, to get there. Um, I'd like so to I make think- an entrance. <laughs> so it's going well like i said uh, 30 out of 40 places have been um, taken we do still have seven people who've yet to confirm either way so the seven people who um have uh, issued uh, an expression of interest um back when i originally put the post there they have neither said they can't go or they are going 
Um, they've not replied to any of the uh, messages. That there's one person in particular who who is an ex-Brit. Well, he still is a Brit, um, an expat who lives out in uh, the states. Um, I think he will make the journey up there. But I'm just waiting for him to confirm that. Um, and there's a few that might need a little bit of a prod j just to give us the uh, the okay. So we do have some spaces remaining. 10 spaces so if you're listening to this and you think uh, you've missed the boat on that you've missed the opportunity get in touch with myself as soon as possible tell me that you are definitely going um and then i'll get you sorted out for a space and it's it's going to be it's going to be a good it's going to be a hell of a weekend it is it's going to be a hell of a weekend yeah um, so the, there's oh, a yeah. few people flying on friday and flying home the tuesday on the Monday night, there's the Warriors game. So the Warriors take on the Houston Rockets at Chase Arena. So we'll be making our way there. On the Saturday, there's the uh, the Stanford Cal Bears big game. Um, this is there's a very good chance this is going to be the last ever game in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is collapsing in on itself because it, it just doesn't have the money to to support the teams anymore. Um, I think there's at least four four or five teams. I think four or five teams have already gone on to different um, conferences. They've already signed six. up. Yeah, six. Six teams have already signed up at different conferences. Stanford, Carl. Maybe uh, even seven, actually. Yeah, I think there's only... Maybe eight. I think there's only four. USC, left. UCLA, yeah. Oregon, so Washington, Gulf Arizona, and Colorado. Yeah, eight so teams. you've got, um, I think, Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, and Carl Bears, who are the four remaining not to jump ship at the moment. Um, yeah. Both um, Cal Bears and Stanford are in talks with um, ACC, the uh, the same conference that Florida Gators play in. Uh, no, Clemson, the, the SEC, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Florida's in ACC. Yeah, yeah. Clemson is in the ACC. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's collapsing in on itself, so it could be the very last time that the Pac-12 yeah, uh, big game is on. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go to the... If you want to go to the gold mine, obviously the game day tickets are free. It comes with restrictions. You have to be at the stadium three hours beforehand. Sign a, a model release form so they can use your image. Um, sign a waiver form so that if you are injured in the gold mine section, you're not going to sue the 49ers. You then go in, have a safety briefing. You're told what you, you, you can do, what you can't do. Um, and then basically you get a few hours free to yourself before the game begins. Um, there's potential other perks involved in the gold mine so depending on the weather and how quickly you have to get the uh, the field back in order you potentially might get on the field at the end of the game um it might be something else something different this time i don't know i don't know that uh, it's a standard thing each time um but it's well worth it it's well worth it and you're going to be there with 30 to 40 other brits yeah yeah that's gonna be awesome uh, and maybe he's a frenchman maybe um it's very much up in the air. I will decide. Oh, not really decide, but I'll see if I can do it. Uh, way closer to the time. Hopefully, like end of October, mid-October, something like that. We'll see. Well, hopefully, there will be a, a good group of us there. At least 30. That's looking good so well, far. Well, 30 is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, 30 is good. And if you can't make it all the way to Santa Clara, there is, of course, the 49ers watch party in London. Uh, I don't think there's any more news, is there, Paul? Uh, we keep saying we will give you news when there is some, and people keep asking, there is, is there any news? <laughs> no, I'm 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 smirking because obviously back off my holiday, back at work, Lee, 
has helped pick up the slack on the social media. And between me and Lee, every couple of days, we'll get asked the same question. Do we know the venue yet? And Lee has been yeah. replying. So we know it's central London. We know it's not going to be within three miles of Tottenham Hotspur's ground. Um, so obviously, it's the same day as the Ravens-Titans. So London's going to have a lot of NFL stuff going on anyway. Lots of fans kicking about. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, cheeky plug as well. The Irish group have set up the Roan Twitter page and they're having a meet-up in Ireland. So if you do listen to the show and you're based in Ireland, there is a meet-up the same night. Um, if you want more details, hit me up and I'll put you in touch. But it's nice to see nice. the fan base growing. And they've been big supporters of what we've done on social media. So they did reach out and ask if mm. I could give them a cheeky plug as well for their own meet-up. Because I know you had plans, Lee, um, to go out to Ireland. Yeah, I did. Last year, didn't you? So... Uh, and to be honest, had the guys not selected the Browns game, I'd have gone over. I'd have gone over for the weekend um, and attended. But unfortunately... It's the same game as the official watch party, so I'll be in London. Yeah, makes sense. Other other meetups, self-organised meetups are always good to see. Uh, And I think I can confidently say uh, Paul will always do his best to promote them. Uh, So it's great to see Niner fans around the UK and Ireland get together whenever and uh, how often we can. So, lads, I think we've managed to fill almost an hour on our slow news week. Um, Anything else before we wrap up? I think it's uh, you probably all talked out. Well, just off the back of uh, informal Go meetups, there's, there's going to be a little bit of a mini UK meetup for the Giants game, the the home opener. Um, so, Dave David Betteridge, who is on Twitter, not on Facebook, he'll be out uh, there for the Giants game. Lawrence Lofts has gone over. Um, Andy Nord Smith are over there, and I'll be over there as well. So, the, there's five of us over there. Um, three of us are going to be in the uh, the gold mine, uh, and potentially if anybody else is going to go over from the UK, if you get in touch with us, I'll see what I can do uh, and potentially get you into the gold mine. Fantastic! Oh, and I'm going over because mm. it's my fiftieth birthday on the day we play the Giants. Wow! Nice. What do you I want will just say on record, Gareth, we did a collection last year for forty nine, so did. we're not doing a collection Very for fifty. <laughs> but. Just jokes aside, yeah, Lee, big birthday for you, buddy. Um, I'm sure we'll have some social media posts to yeah. celebrate so your big day. It's, it's mm. going to be a little bit of a different experience for us because every time I've been, I've always stayed in downtown San Francisco because I've always wanted to go in the city. Um, but because I'm going out twice this year, this is only going to be a short trip. I, I, originally, I wanted to fly over Wednesday and come back Friday, but the ticket for coming back Friday was £3,000. Whereas if I moved Oof. it to the Saturday, yeah, it's because there was no economy left. If I moved mm. it to the Saturday, it dropped to £500. And then I had a discount anywhere because of being a BA, um, a, a BA, I can't remember what you call it now. Being El President. Yeah, club thing, BA club thing. Um, so I've managed to get flights and the hotel for £390. So I'm there. Oh, wow. So I'm there Wednesday to Saturday, and I'll be staying at San Jose, right next to the airport. Um, I think it is a two and a half mile walk to the stadium, so it's about a half an hour walk. Um, not, right. I'm not saying I'm going to walk it; like I'll probably jump in an Uber. <laughs> but, but it is only a two and a half mile walk from the stadium. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, because it's a night game, I'll be able to actually turn up to the stadium a lot earlier than I would normally do that so I can have a wonder mm. about the, the tailgate before I go into the gold mine 
Nice. It'll be yeah. Uh, it'll be a sunset game, I think, Thursday night, isn't it? it Five fifteen kickoff. Yeah. So I think um, just as you're approaching um, half time, the sun will be setting. Mm-hmm. So well, it might be a little bit toasty the first half. <laughs> well, on that note, Lee, this time last year we put a shout out. If you're going over, and you're in the group. Do hit us up so we can promote it on social media. We are a community. Yeah. We do the podcast. We've got the YouTube channel. But at the heart of it, everybody is the fighting NFA for the UK. Like you said, Gareth, I will always share the tweets. I'll always share the Instagram. If you are out representing at a game in the States, let us know. And it's always great to see. And we'll all, And if you need a flag, you want to borrow one, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the group. If you stick a post out there before Lee puts another order in and we'll post a flag out to you. But... The season's nearly here, chaps. We've done it. Mm. We've survived the off-season. Meaningful football. Great segue. So, Next so, show is... Paul just reminded us. So let, let's quickly go back to the, the goldmine game for the books. So the idea the idea was to fill out the, the whole of the goldmine with their 40 people because that's how many it seats. Now, what I'll be doing while I'm across there, or I can get Nick Clark to do it if he, he gets tape measure out, um, I'm going to try and find out how, how big the area is where we are going to be seated. Um, and then what I would say to the guys that are going over for the goldmine game, because you're getting in there free, and, and essentially you've you've saved anywhere between $150 and $200, because uh, they are good or more. seats, they are good or more. Um, or more. <laughs> I, I might ask for a contribution of £10, £15 each from everybody to have a giant flag made. Like a, a fifteen Ooh. foot by twenty five foot mm. flag. That's good. So, so That's you, a great you, idea. yeah, so you can't miss this flag when we're in the gold mine. So that's that, a, that's that's an idea. Brilliant I've got. idea. Brilliant so, idea. If they'll let yeah. you in the stadium with it, or let us. So in. I, I've I've already I've already okayed that. So good. I asked months ago. Actually, I didn't get the okay, but what I did get was a very positive response to it. I. That's a bloody good idea. Let's go off and ask safety if they're okay with it. Let's do it. Yeah, like you said, we've got the London meetup, we've got the relationship, and I'm just smiling because you think back to the off season. But like you said, good segue, Naji. Next show, buddy. You were just about to mm. tell everybody. Then mm. Lee yeah, got excited. Next show. It's a big one, isn't it? It's the ball prediction extravaganza preseason mm. preview. This is the one where. We go completely mental on predictions, and they usually happen for some reason. <laughs> we, you know. we, there's a few big misses right. in there, but you know it's, it's oh, a yeah, miss. It's, it's like the draft. As long as you can hit a few, <laughs> people will forget the uh, the ones you miss. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm trying to bite my tongue and not mention one of the players who, whose position involves using his leg quite often. <laughs> No, I'm not touching because I any... promised I, I wouldn't mention it this year. <laughs> I'm not touching that with barge ball. No, but we um, it's also the show we're gonna we're gonna pick a player each that we follow over the season. Now that we know the 53, get your mm. thinking cap on, gents. Right. Yeah, each, obviously, got... you can't pick Kittle or Boss or Purdy. That's just rubbish. So, we so will remind talk me about what we do. We, we're gonna follow a player to talk about every week uh, All right, that well, we follow. Out I mean, of the player that we will inevitably talk about, which is no brainer for me, then uh, it, yeah, it I can mean, only be one know, person, yeah. I imagine it would be him, and uh, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, picking just, picking someone you think might have a breakout year, 
rather than yeah, one of the established like that. Or you're interested in following and keeping the, the faithful up to date. Uh, it'll be fun. Well, I think people should for next week, though. We're going to be slightly different, Gareth. The bold predictions are kind of being done. And I think there's talk off camera, behind the scenes, that we might be doing them a little bit different, Nadji, because like you said, no, 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 this week. No, but no, I'm mean, doing this. This season. one is the big one. We, we're doing it. it. Further on, when we start doing previews and stuff, there might be less bold. You were sticking to this nine sacks right. every week. You're giving um, away. Uh, you're giving away all the secrets. There's going to be no yeah, surprise. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to tee people up for yeah. the uh, for the show because they they don't know no, what surprises we uh, we might have in store. But anyway, that's enough. That's a that's a teaser. So uh, thank you for joining me, lads. It's been good to see you and good thank to you. have the four back for the yeah. first time this season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we've knocked the rust D- off. Dare I say, it's been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's been well documented how fantastic it is. <laughs> so thanks to everybody who also listens to the show or watches the show on YouTube. Don't forget, you can like, subscribe and all that other sort of nonsense uh, because we do appreciate it when people do. And there is also the 49er Faithful UK YouTube channel. Uh, and I think you'll be able to catch Paul and Nick um quite frequently if uh if you're into that sort of thing join us for the next bumper season preview show it is one that you will not want to miss i promise stay calm and go niners go niners go niners bang bang nana gang we love the san francisco 49ers deep in the heart like joe montana in the corner deep card garrison hurts stiff farm going 99 don't get it twisted one and all with prime time john taylor jerry rice down the sideline